Sterling Cooper, welcome to the Man of War podcast, man. It is an honor to have you on. I've been trying to get you on for some time and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have a fun conversation for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for having me, man. Pleasure. Awesome, man. Awesome. So listen, I see that, you know, you are out there. I see a lot of reels, a lot of videos. Um, and I love the fact that you're a man who speaks from the heart, you know, that you don't bullshit around, that you're you're pretty much straightforward. Um, and uh, that's exactly what I'm looking to have good dialogue here um, because we need that. We need, you know, solid men out there who are speaking the truth. So before we get started, if uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the mic here, just a couple minutes, briefly introduce who you are a little bit. Uh, so for some of our li listeners that may not know who you are, we'll get a glimpse into uh, who Sterling Cooper is. Right. Well, these days I am a sex coach for men, primarily. That's what I do. I, I try to focus on fixing bedroom issues for dudes, uh, you know, be that premature ejaculation, performance anxiety, erectile dysfunction. And I also try to help them be the best most masculine lovers they can be for their for their wives and their girlfriends uh but how i'm even able to sort of teach that is a bit of a weirder story i used to be in the adult entertainment industry i used to be a performer uh not necessarily proud of the, that background however it, you you could say i'm retired and repenting is probably the way i'd, I'd like to phrase it these <laughs> days because i'm i'm trying to do my part to kind of undo a lot of the damage that i know that industry causes to dudes sure so that's it's a that's a big kind of emphasis behind a lot of what I do. Yeah. Awesome. And and you know what made you kind of step up and and start you know talking about these these and I want to say these things really that a lot of men just shy away from talking about. But you went out there, you just opened up a kind of a kind of worm, and and you're like out there speaking the truth. You know what made you step up to the forefront? Yeah, I mean guys uh, guys don't like talking about you know the dick not work, not working for example to their to their mates it's uh, not a conversation a guy will ever really have uh <laughs> so kind of kind of i always kind of looked at my role was like if i can kind of be that that surrogate big brother that they never had because it was like it was like the the kind of big brother that i didn't really have growing sure. up who i could be like yo man like what, what what does a girl mean when she says this what does what does that mean when a girl does that and it's trying to just fill that fill that little that little hole that's that's needed for guys to just like ask an honest question without you know anyone sort of judging them for it and without anyone you know t like taking the mickey out of them for for asking it in the first place or for having a problem sure. in the first place um yeah yeah I, and I, I saw a lot of guys a lot of guys initially would reach out to me asking me you know hey i'm having a problem with this i'm having a problem with that and i i just started to see that more and more and more and more awesome and the more i learned about the average man and the average man's problems and why, what the root causes of those problems. It just started, it took me down this rabbit hole of, man, there's a lot of things going wrong right now that we, uh, we need to be paying attention to and, and fixing like societally sure. as men. For sure. Now I've seen that you've hang, you know, you hang out with Andrew Tate uh, from time to time and, and uh, you've seen him really, you know, obviously, you know, take off and, you know, he's a guy that's speaking from the heart and a lot of people don't like what he has to say, but I would say the majority are getting it. And I think he's making a great impact, especially uh, in younger men out there without a doubt. So um, how did you get to meet Andrew? Uh, I met Andrew and Tristan through Twitter of all things, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Well, well, X now, but previously yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Back in the day, yeah, we just we just started chit-chatting back and forth on that. And then I ended up actually met up with them in Vegas back in 2021. 
we hit it off, got along, um, hung out with them a bunch more times the, over the next couple of years, and yeah, we we developed like developed a friendship from there. But um, I, I really resonated a lot with what those guys were pushing, what those guys were saying, and the the kind of core emphasis they put on brotherhood and and you know male accountability and like having a, a band of brothers that you can oh, depend yeah. upon and rely on and that that have a similar set of values to you. Mm. And once I started embracing that, man, it, it, it made me realize how much I was missing that in my life mm. up to that point. Amazing. And we're going to talk about that because that's, that's very powerful right there. You know, brotherhood and having that band of brothers, because that's exactly what we do here. I mean, we've been doing this for almost six years now. You know, we have a huge brotherhood of men who are really empowering and bringing forth the best in themselves and invest in other brothers. So I love that, man. When you talk about bands of brothers, that's that's almost non-existent in this world nowadays. But um, we'll get to that in a little bit. All right. So I'm going to throw some questions at you. Do you believe in monogamy? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I believe I believe that it is the best structure for a, for a healthy society. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I personally struggle with it? Yes, as well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just being completely honest. Like I personally have a, have struggled to to be in like strictly monogamous relationships for for extended periods of time. Without, mm -hmm. I guess, I guess maybe it's self self sabotage. Maybe it's, it's it's me not taming my sex drive, so to speak. But uh, yeah, it's but that's me me understanding my own faults and flaws. If I was to recommend it to people, I'd, I would recommend it to people, to be honest, because it's, it's what built Western society, like healthy families, monogamous loving relationships, building healthy kids is like the backbone of Western culture. So to say to you, you couldn't really make the argument that it isn't you know, sure. a positive thing for society. Have you been in long term relationships, engaged, maybe even married? Mm -hmm. uh, not married, but a long term, like, yeah, long term mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. um, you know, long like four year girlfriends, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've I've done it. I've definitely done it. But it's uh, yeah. The, to mm -hmm. be fair, now I am I am currently looking for like a woman mm -hmm. that I would wife up and and settle down, have start a family with. That's my right now. I'm literally just looking to to start a family because I think that's the next right. kind of big I got big you. goal I want to accomplish. Yeah, I got you. So you know, from from a perspective, you know. Look, bottom line is that men are going to be hunters. Uh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's in our DNA. Okay. However, I think that when you find that right person, um, uh, and, and it's hard because a lot of guys, unfortunately, uh, the right person, they think that they're with the right person. But uh, in my opinion, um, if you're out there and you know, you're constantly cheating, uh, and you can't control yourself. You don't have the discipline to control yourself. You may not be with the right person or a person that really brings forth that um, uh, that sense of monogamy in you. Now, um, I'm going to ask you this question, and this is, uh, you know, do you think that maybe because you you know you're saying that it, you've struggled with it, do you think that maybe it's been because you haven't been in this type of relationship or um, it was the right fit with the right synergy. And in the end, the question is, do you think that a man could be really a faithful man with one woman for the rest of his life? So kind of mm -hmm. like a, you know, divided question. 
Yeah, I think to answer the second part first, I think absolutely men can, uh, but it's I I do think they have to kind of conquer the beast within them because mm-hmm. I I know I have a couple of friends who've who've gone through that journey very recently. They they're married, they're monogamous, they're happy, they're super happy with their families, but they had to conquer that that kind of more animalistic side of them that would want to stray, that would want them to to step out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's that's the sacrifice that I think the man makes to commit to that relationship is he says, Okay, I'm gonna forego this kind of base desire in me and sure. keep it exclusive to you as as my wife, you know. Um what was the first half of that question again? I, I well, the, the first one was maybe your relationships in the past, because you said you struggled the right. monogamy. You know, do you think that yeah. they were maybe you were missing something? Do you think that maybe you would have been, would have been capable of, of of being strong in that relationship and not struggle as much? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think that a large part of of the reason those I, I would have strayed out of those relationships is. I didn't have an end goal in mind. It was just dating for dating's sake. Whereas now I date with intention and with purpose. And it's, Ooh, I, like I don't, I don't want to date a woman unless I can see us ending up with kids and starting a family. Mm-hmm. I don't want to engage in it. So I think that's, that was me dating as like a younger man. It was very much aimless. Got it. Um, which I think a lot of people could probably relate to, uh, but once you once you have a clear intention of what you are looking for and what you want out of a relationship, it it can make that that battle a little bit easier. I think. Very good. You want to have kids? Absolutely. I want to have a lot of kids. A lot of kids. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So, you know, it's what I've seen in in my past, and I've coached thousands. I don't even know how many thousands of men over the last decade, um, and and it's something that is pretty powerful. And I think that, you know, you made a great point there. You know, you have to tame the beast within. Um, And it also goes down, I believe, to stoicism and being a self-disciplined man um, and a guy that has, you know, his his shit together mentally, uh, physically. Uh, Once you start tying that in, I think that you can become stronger and, and really sit on a mission and focus on a mission um, like you are right now, you're like right now, you're not bullshitting around. You're straightforward. You know, if you're going to move into a relationship, you are, you are seeking, you know, you have a vision right now, which is really cool to see, especially. And I want to go back into, into your younger days. You know, you were an uh, adult porn star and, and, you know, you, you were adult film and, and, you know, you say you, you kind of, you know, it's not that you regret it, but maybe it's not that the highlight of, of you don't want to put that as a highlight of your life but my question... i don't i don't want anyone to to think that that's something they should pursue got it got it yeah. got it so do you think that that changed you in a way the way you see women the way that you kind of conduct yourself through life i mean i i i gotta believe that somehow there there's something there that that you have you probably <laughs> i'm gonna guess that you see things a little bit different than most men do that are not don't get the chance to you know to bang you know two three hundred women and sets and yeah it it you know what it does is it did it didn't make didn't make me jaded or bitter or anything like that it mm-hmm. 
it, what it did do though is it took the power of sex away from women right because yeah i've had i've had quite a numerous amount of random sexual encounters with all different types of women right so it but th that means that no no woman i interact with on a daily basis now has that sexual power over me because there's nothing that sh it's it's not as not to say that I, it's taken away the fun of, of sex and the magic of sex i still enjoy it and i still enjoy you know connection with a, with a partner but it's it's not something a woman can sort of dangle in front of me now mm. and, and tempt and tempt me with in any way but uh, ironically it's given me more like control in that regard it's, it's this weird paradoxical situation i suppose mm -hmm. um and so and i kind of i kind of try to teach that a little bit when when i talk to guys it's like because if, if you can approach as a, as a practical example if you can approach um in a relationship you can if you can approach sex as a from the mental framework of it being a reward for your woman rather than sex being a reward for for you the man well that flips the power dynamic on its head which often gets men in trouble which often causes men to make dumb decisions or to supplicate themselves and let themselves get you know emasculated just to try and get some sexual gratification and sexual satisfaction but if they can f think of the dynamic the other way around it can help to fix a lot of those problems hmm. very interesting it's a different angle to to take women have lost a lot of their feminine appeal i think in my humble opinion over the last probably decade you see women start being more boy-like more man-like they want to do everything a man you know does um they want to be the boss they want to be the leaders they want to be you know kind of um you know what's your opinion on that i mean for me personally i i think that there's something beautiful the feminine energy is beautiful um it's very different than masculine energy but when women try to step into that masculine energy there's a big big problem well what are your thoughts i i would agree with your diagnosis I think the solution to it, however, is is it comes back on men, because women women will follow our lead. Women are women have only been led astray like this because men kind of allowed it and encouraged it, and and, and in a lot of, in a lot of ways like kind of pushed it in that direction. Uh, like as a society, men saying like you go girl, like you know go go chase a career for 40 years delay motherhood until your mid 30s when you have a geriatric pregnancy like <laughs> we've kind of in, we've yeah. proactively in a way encouraged this but now we're we're in this in the last you know th three four years we've seen like a kind of rebound effect from that where there's there's lots of men and women talking about this problem of men not being masculine and women not being feminine in, the, in their natural polarities and so to get to get back to normality men really have to i don't want to say don't want to use the word holding whole women accountable but men need to set their standards and, and kind of draw a line in the sand and you would be surprised like the number of uh the number of women i've been on a date with who were feminists at the start of the date and at the end of the date they're not really feminists anymore it's if as long as a man is attractive enough to her and and draws a line in the sand and is clear about his boundaries and, and what he what he values 
if she's if she starts to fall for that man, well, she will follow his lead and she will fall back into in her natural feminine. Women want to be with a man they can look up to and they can respect and they can follow his lead. So I think collectively as men, we have to be the, like, it's only going to fix it if we do it. We can't sit and sit around and expect women to, you know, get back into line and to get, get back in the kitchen or whatever, sure, right? Sure, as, a, as, sure. a, as a bit of a trope, right? Sure. We have to, we have to be the ones to be proactive about it first. And it's not, and it's not done in a way by like, you know, uh, trying to, trying to force a particular behavior on women. It's just, it starts in the kinds of women you let into your own personal life. And it's like, okay, well, I, I just will not interact with women who are, who are masculine like this. Sure. I'm personally only going to allow women who are feminine into my life and to take up my time and my energy. So, and the more you do that, the less you see of, of these sort of more hyper-masculine women. Very good point. So let's kind of uh, uncork that just a little bit more. You talked about, you know, the, the man pretty much being manly and, you know, immediately setting the boundaries of what he likes and what he doesn't like and, and so on, kind of setting that framework. Um, do you think that a lot of men are weak out there that immediately they get dictated by women and going back to one of the things that you said earlier with it, which I think is, is, is amazing and spot on. I haven't heard that many men say that. And, and I've been saying that for a little bit and, and it's about, that a lot of the reasons why women now are leading in the households is because men were weak and couldn't lead themselves out of an open fucking door. That's problematic. They, you know, all of a sudden it's like the woman's waiting for the man to lead, lead, lead. And he doesn't, he's just so weak and rather just let her lead. So kind of circling back to, to this particular situation, the confidence that a man exudes when he is, you know, saying exactly what you're saying, Hey, I'm going to draw my boundaries. I'm going to get around women that are feminine. I mean, how does a man really start building that? Say a man comes from, you know, weakness, but he wants to start getting this confidence back. Give me an idea of maybe what you would tell a man. Right. Well, confidence is derived from competence. So you need to, if you, if you want to truly be a confident man in anything, well, you need a degree of competency in things. You need to have had experience challenging yourself you need to have experience getting like put back on your ass every now and then and getting up mm -hmm. again you have to have overcome challenges and obstacles in your life that's why men typically become more attractive to women as they get older because they just become more competent and thus more confident and they are able to kind of enforce their own boundaries because they 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 have the experience in the past of saying you know what like this ain't as big of a deal as i think as as I might make it out to be like, I can overcome this challenge. I can overcome that challenge. I can overcome that challenge. It's not a big deal. And so, yeah, a, a good starting point for any man who is lacking confidence or wants to start building on himself like this is put yourself in uncomfortable situations. That's it. That's the basic golden rule. Like the more you, you push yourself out of your comfort zone and try new things, overcome new challenges, learn new skills, whatever it is, you're going to start building on that foundation of confidence because confidence isn't, isn't this just magical ethereal thing that you, you, you get as a result of doing one thing. It's a, it's a compounding effect. It's like a snowball. Mm -hmm. So you've got to build on, build on it like that. And I think a lot, you, you kind of touched on this earlier, a lot of men are lacking in that department because they're just, they haven't really done much with their life 
we unfortunately the 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 most beautiful thing and simultaneously the the worst thing about American culture in particular. I've looked at America for the last five years. American culture in particular is it's the most comfortable culture mm -hmm. on the planet that Agreed. has ever that there has ever been. It yes. is the most comfortable. The the best part about it, the worst part about it. So with all that, all those comforts of the society, yeah, that that's great and all, but men no longer have to struggle and strive to kind of make their way. It's or it's it's easier to just coast by. It's easier to just stay in your comfort zone and get get on with life, get by. And you and you wake up 10, 15, 20 years later and you're like, well, I've got nothing to show for my life. And I don't I don't feel special. I don't feel competent. I don't feel worthy of a woman's affection. I don't feel worthy of wealth. And you know, wonder why, because you never you've never pushed yourself in any way. Awesome. Love that. Love that. Uh, let's jump right into this. Uh, do you think that um, there's a lot of young men out there that are just so dialed into porn, uh, dialed into masturbation, walking around life kind of aimlessly, uh, and really, in my opinion, cheating growth, cheating an opportunity to 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 be better, but they just simplify it. Go watch porn, and you came from that world, so you can you know you can give me an idea of what your thoughts are, but. Uh, and, and then, you know, just go, you know, whack off and, you know, make it a day and really their attraction and that, that sense of heightened testosterone and that aggressive sense. That's why, you know, you see men walking around so weak, you know, they're just weak. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's sedation, right? Pornography is one of a dozen sedation tools that are used on young men today. Um, and again, like anyone who's unfamiliar with my background, full disclosure, I worked in that industry. So I contributed to that problem and I'll, I'll outright say that. And again, it's part of why I, 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 every time the topic comes up, I encourage every guy to stop watching that shit. You should not stop, cut out, cut out masturbation, cut out pornography usage. Your life will be better for it. There is, there is zero downside to cutting those things out of your life. <laughs> zero downsides to cutting them out, right? It's only going to be positive. So that's the first thing. I mean, as for even more evidence of that, the dudes that are in the industry who who, who are on camera working, they don't have time to like jerk off and, and watch porn because they've got to <laughs> sure. be they've got to be yeah. firing on all cylinders to go make yeah. it in the first place. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that kind of gives you for an idea. Sure. But that's just one of many sedation tools that that men have. Alcohol is another one. You know, smoking is another one. Uh, <laughs> Netflix is another one. Just just, just sitting around on the couch watching TV like. TikTok and mindlessly, endlessly scrolling on, on this thing. Sure. That's another sure. one. It all taps into the same thing, which is just to sedate the, the masculine urge to conquer life. If, if you can, you know, watch some silly cat videos on TikTok and feel a little bit of dopamine, that's far quicker and easier than it is to go out and hike up a mountain for 10 hours and feel that, feel an equivalent, like sense of accomplishment like sure. biochemically at least and you've got to learn to delay gratification again if you're going to we all because all these i fundamentally think all these things all these uh, um you know sedation tools are very much interconnected and if you want to quit one the more of the other ones you start to wean off of you'll find it easier so if, if a guy is having trouble quitting porn the first thing i actually say to him is 
Okay, try cutting out alcohol as well. Try cutting out sugary foods. It's another one I didn't mention. Like really like high high carbohydrate foods sure. that just mm-hmm. pump our blood sugar up and down, right? Try cutting out and needlessly scrolling on TikTok. If you cut all these other things out, which are causing a similar effect to you, you might find that it is actually even easier than to quit cold turkey on the porn stuff. Hmm, that's interesting. So you're saying kind of add multiple things with it and kind of go all as as one. That that's cool. I like that. Um, and I want to ask you this because I kind of want to tie everything together here. Do you think that a man that is out there dating and you know having sex on a continuous basis and just you know one chick after another? Do you think that can get boring to a level where you're just like, fuck, man, you know, I mean, it's great, but, you know, I need to to change my life. I need to do something with purpose and meaning because I'm, in my opinion, men, a man needs purpose. A purpose-driven man is a very high level, high value man. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? I would, I would agree. Yeah. And I, I would say that I have been there. To be honest, so I've I've been the guy who's been who's just been, you know, mind uh, endlessly d- casually dating again and again and again, and it gets to a point you're like, what am I doing this for? Like, really, what's what what is the point of all this? Um, you know, I'm spending I'm I'm wasting my t- wasting time that I, it could be channeled into something more productive. It could be channeled into something really fulfilling, and meaningful. Not that I don't also do that. To be fair, um, I dating life is like a sliver of like my my weekly schedule let's say and and, sure. and energy but if a guy dedicated his entire life to just that thing well then he's definitely going to be lacking in all other areas of his life because it's just not it's not unless he had unless he's doing it like we said before with an intention and with, with a purpose of okay find a wife find a, a woman you can have a family with without the intention behind it there's there's really no fulfillment to it there's no purpose behind it um yeah i so i would i would I would just have to agree with you because I've, I've been that exact example sure, <laughs> of sure. someone who's gone through that. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, now with that said, um, dominance in the bedroom, uh, do you think that uh, a man could really build a stronger relationship with a woman for the long term? being a master in the bedroom? Do you think a woman really, uh, um, or, do you think that two people can grow together? You know, there's a, in, in my opinion, and I'm going to throw it out there. I think that if you are, if you are knowledgeable and you're a guy that really is in tune with, with, with the woman and in tune with yourself and you guys could, could really build something special together, a relationship can grow. Um, now a guy that comes into the bedroom and doesn't know anything and it's just one of those guys that wants to you know bend the chick over and get off and and that's it you know one two three quickie um i don't know if it's going to have the same type of synergy and and bond at that moment and really you could kill a relationship in my opinion like that what are your thoughts yeah i so i i like to use the the bedroom dynamic as a microcosm of the relationship outside the bedroom because and this is just from this is not just me hypothetically saying this this is literally verbatim the feedback i've gotten from clients of mine who've been in you know 20 plus year marriages who've taken some of my advice the guys started to become let's say more dominant in the bedroom Mm -hmm. and oh magically 
his wife, who was a Karen before, who was, you know, nagging him to take the trash out. Well, now she's, she's cooking dinner and she's cleaning the dishes again. Oh, yes. Oh, how did that happen? <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's, it's, I've, I've yeah. seen this happen mm-hmm. multiple times now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just confirmation of that, that the dynamic in the bedroom, the masculine and feminine polarity in the bedroom mm-hmm. is important because that's, that's it, it's it's kind of the one place we're allowed to be men again, like in in the world we're still allowed to be men in the bedroom. Gotcha. And yeah. women and women women love the fact when women women love it when a guy is that kind of strong, masculine, passionate, dominant lover. It's literally the thing that they write fantasy novels about, <laughs> which yeah. are all time bestsellers. So when you can embrace it as a guy, and I think a lot of guys are, just t- are too sh- t- shy and timid. Mm-hmm. They've been told their whole like adult life, oh, women are sugar and spice and everything nice. They're 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 fragile, you know, little creatures, or they're worried about me too stuff. So they get afraid of like grabbing themselves by the balls and being a man <laughs> in the bedroom. <measure. laughs> but they would be shocked to see how well their wife or their girlfriend would respond to that. To that's that is just going to put her right into her feminine energy and that's exactly what she wants to be she wants to be in that that space so she can feel safe because you're the one leading you're the one taking responsibility you're the one with the authority that's where she wants you to be she wants to be able to look up to her man and respect him like that and yeah i get this we're talking about the inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom at the same time here but i i fundamentally am, i'm really passionate about that and women women have confirmed this to me through through you know through DMs and and, and uh, testimonials and things like that as well. So I I know I'm speaking the truth, despite the fact if 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 I had a, a blue haired feminist sitting across from me right now, they'd be arguing with me about it. But I just I just know that this is correct because I've seen it work again and again and again. Got it. So let me ask you, and this is um, and we know I've talked about this a few times. But it a lot of people don't quite understand it, especially uh, guys that are that are weak-minded men. Women like status in a man. They like to see their man be respected by other men. And it doesn't compute you know, in a lot of the, especially the younger generation, they don't they're not really getting it. They're not understanding what that means. So, what are your thoughts on status and a man really earning respect from others? And do you, I mean, based on your clientele and the people that you interact with, do you think that women actually, you know, it's, it's, it arouses them to see their man, um, you know, lead from the front like that? A hundred percent. In fact, I went on a date with a young lady a couple of weeks ago now. And as we're sitting there at dinner, I did, we'd, we, we were just, we were having a couple of drinks casually and I had to uh, do a little bit of work on my phone and I was just, I wasn't even thinking about this, but I was just sitting there leaving some voice notes, giving some guys some direction on things. And I, and then I put the phone back down and go back to talking with her. And she stopped me and she said, no, that is so hot. And I'm like, what? She said, you, you like being a boss, you, you like telling your employees what to do. Like that's the stuff that I fantasize about. And I'd never heard a woman ver- like verbatim say it like that until a couple of weeks ago, but it's, it's true. Like you will. And I, and I know that actually now that I think about it, I've had, a friend's wife, I've heard her say the exact same thing about him doing that when he's not in the room. And so it's, 
it comes down to her man being respected by others allows her to know that she's picked a man who's of competency and high status and has the potential to get things done. It's uh, it's part of it. She knows that she is safe within a tribe structure in a way when he is respected by other men or has the command of other men, the authority of other men, it means that she's even more safe and even more secure than she would be with just him alone. Cause she now has the protection of the entire tribe as well. Yes. Powerful. Without a doubt. Let's talk about tribe. Let's talk about brotherhood. Um, <clears throat> in our day and age, we see that, you know, men think that they can do things by themselves, that they're just the, the, these lonely souls that somehow, you know, what they're doing is, you know, it's okay. It's, you know, they want to separate themselves through time. And if you really look at the warrior cultures of old, um, you know, there were warrior tribes, you know, there were men pushing each other, holding each other accountable, getting themselves ready for battle. Um, do you think we're missing that in our day and age, that connection between men? We, 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 there aren't really any male-only spaces left anymore. That used to be a really common thing. You know, we, I can't remember when they did it. They, they started letting girls into the Boy Scouts some time ago. Like, mm -hmm. it's yes. just as simple as that. Like, on a, when you when you were a, a young boy, like, it, it, it was good to have, like, boy-only spaces. But there was also the girl, where, I, where I'm from, we had girl guides, so there was girl-only spaces too. Cool. But we, we had, for some reason we had to let women into these male-only spaces. Like, we couldn't have gentlemen's clubs anymore. And I don't mean strip clubs. I mean actual gentlemen's clubs, like, a, you know, cigar and whiskey lounges and things like that. We, we weren't allowed to have, you know, men's only organizations. That's sexist and that's misogynistic now. But men interact very differently when there's no women around. And not in a bad way either. They interact in a far more productive, less distracted way, a far more honest way. Uh, they're, they can be a lot more straightforward and critical of each other. Um, you know, hold each other accountable. Because men are, men are kind of wired to not be that harsh on women. So when you have women in those kind of, in like, you know, a male space, shall we say, the guys aren't going to be anywhere near as like, straight to the point and critical as they would be if it was only dudes. So, yeah, well, we, we, we lost the male-only spaces. So that's that's why we've lost a lot of that connection and brotherhood that we would have otherwise had going through most of our life. I mean, a lot of guys, their, their fondest memories are going to be from their sports teams in high school or in college. Really, if they think about it. I mean, until very recently, that was, that was very much the case for me until, you know, several, a few years ago when I started to, to find a real brotherhood of men to, you know, conquer the earth with and, and go on and go on adventures with. Now we've got all these these fun, amazing experiences that we've been on together, and it's that brotherhood that that combines us. And we're not, and it's not blood brotherhood either. It's just a brotherhood of values more than anything else. But uh, yeah, I would I would encourage any guy who does not have that in his life to to find a way to find some community of other like minded men and just keep it as men. And because there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing sexist about that. There's nothing misogynistic about that. Because men can be men are stronger when they are when they have the support of other men around them. They're together like that. They can be stronger for 
their wives and their girlfriends and their and their their mothers and their daughters. They can be stronger for them, not in spite of them. Sure, without without a doubt. Now, um, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, and I know you're not a father, um, but um, I want to kind of dive into a little bit of an area where we see a lot of fathers now let their young girls go out there on Instagram and show their ass and shake their tits and, you know, and they're doing it for only fans and then things like that. Listen, the reality is in, in, in my world is it all stems from home, a good portion of that. Uh, you know, these women that enter the porn, you know, porn life and, and uh, you know, from your experience, since you've been in that world, um, is it something that uh, was broken at home or, you know, the, the, the girl just decided to do it for money? Um, I've been curious really about that because as a father, I have a 10-year-old daughter, I mean, I could, I could never in, in my wildest imaginations ever think that my daughter would do something like that. I mean, I completely raised her differently, but, um, you know, what happened with these girls that are doing that out there? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not hundred percent consistent. There are, there's obviously a few different examples here and there, mm -hmm. but I would say it's, it's, a, it comes down to like two very common things more than anything else. It's either. I don't want to say a broken home, but like a weak, a weak father figure who didn't, who wasn't really, who wasn't not because some of them had father figures who were overly um, authoritarian and disciplining. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. not, it's not the discipline. And it's not that sort of stuff. It's, it's more like she didn't respect her father. Like he was, a, he, he, their, their fathers weren't men that commanded respect from their daughters. They just assumed that they would listen to them, got it, and thus and thus they rebelled out of it. A lot of it, a lot of girls get into got, got into porn. If the ones I talked to and found out their stories about, a lot of them got into it as, as like a rebellion thing, like to get mm. back at the dad, to get back at an ex boyfriend, you know, to re, to rebel in some way, shape, or form like that. Um, yeah, obviously money's money. They think it's a quick buck. It really isn't a quick buck. Um, but it's a it's a monetary incentive is another big part of it, and the fact that they're not there's no stigma really anymore around it. It's like if you look look at the average music video today would have been considered softcore pornography in the 1980s. Very true. So yeah. in a way, like Very true. like society on all levels has become more and more pornographic across the board. Like look at billboard ads, look at t like TV shows, <laughs> like. Game of Thrones, tits and ass everywhere in that thing, right? Yep, hundred percent. So it's become a lot more main, like pornographic materials become way more mainstream than it ever was. Um, into the advent of internet pornography, websites like Pornhub and stuff like that are a massive, massive cause of that because now it's just everywhere on everyone's phone. Yeah, I think young boys are seeing like their first pornographic image at like the age of eleven or something like that. Something like Crazy. stupidly young. And it's wow. and it's from someone else on at school showing them something on their phone. Sure. So it's sure. absurd um how how mainstream that is. Because when I was a kid, man, it was like you had to go to like the 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 one adult store and get a nudie mag or something. Like or you'd find one in, in your uncle's stash somewhere. Like, it just wasn't available. You had to show an ID and be an adult to even get access to this kind of stuff. 
I know I'm kind of getting off your point, um, but uh, yeah, circle, kind of circle back where it's, uh, it's, it's really about does that woman respect her father's authority? Sure, sure. I think, I think that's what it comes down to. To give a practical example, I've been, I've been uh, courting, shall we say, a young lady for the last like four months. And it took me, it took me almost three months to get date number two. I got date number one, took me four or three months to get date number two. And when I finally got her out on date number two, I said, let me guess, did you have to convince your father to let you out the house? And she's like, yep, he wouldn't let her out the house. And I'm like, I love your dad already. I can't wait to meet him. Because to me, that's, that was a massive green flag well, seeing that. I'm like, yeah, so for sure. he wouldn't, she never left the house with, without her brother or her father. And like, period, that's it. So like, cool. She's not, she, she's, and she's a lovely, lovely woman. She's a lovely woman. And I hope, I hope this ends up, you know, turning into something serious. But, but that's so rare to meet a woman like that. And I think I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, connect dots here. Now I see the smile on your face now when you're talking. Uh, <laughs> you let you like, light up when you I'm talk like, about her. This, so. well, because I'm, I'm thinking like, <laughs> this, like, this is what I'm going to do when I have a daughter. All right, great. She doesn't leave the house unless it's me or her brothers. Yeah. Cool. Like she finds a sure. husband through my community of, of trusted friends and families. Like that's, that's the blueprint I'm kind of putting together in my head. It looks like it's working. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, do you believe in arranged marriages or anything like that? It's an interesting question. Well, I mean, statistically they've, they're more successful, but I don't know totally. if they're more happy. Um, I think it, I, I would lean more towards a kind of a hybrid scenario like that mm -hmm. where small local communities mm -hmm. where you kind of know people and or people's like daughters and, 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 and sons and stuff. Totally. And, yes. And you will kind of, the parents will kind of push people in a direction towards each other. So you, I think they're going to naturally end up together like that. And that's how, if I look back on my own family history and the small communities my family came from, that's kind of what happened. Sure. I mean, um, my, my sure. weird story, but my granddad literally, wait, at 13 years of age, 13? No, eight, eight years of age, rode his horse across the river to see the next door neighbor's baby being born. And that baby ended up becoming his wife. Like oh, that's crazy. 20, 20 years later. <laughs> but that's how, that, that was the small local community, right? So, wow. No, it's powerful, man. That's great. So, I mean, these are all great points, you know, especially, you know, being a father, you, you know, you're mentioning here, the respect, you know, the, the, the woman, you know, the, the daughter did not respect the father in the sense that she really needed to respect him, you know, it was uh, maybe uh, a failure of leadership, uh, maybe conveying the message properly. Uh, you know, that those are, those are big things. Those are, are, elements that are missing in our society today in, in a big way. Um, so with that said, uh, give me three, before we close this off, give me three tips or three ideas where a man who is out there um, in the battlefield of the dating world, trying to meet a woman, um, someone that is within her feminine energy, what are the three things that you think, um, and we touched on one just to, you, know, you mentioned something on the fly there regarding um, uh, 
a lot of men don't ever push themselves or are never under any type of stress. And it's just very relaxed type of life. But, um, and I agreed with that. So I want to touch that before we go. I want, I want to make sure that everyone knows a hundred percent that I agree with that a million percent that men are not, you know, pushing themselves to, to their limits and they're not just stressing their bodies or their minds. So I want to say that circling back to this, I mean, it's tough, you know, men out there, you know, in this dating world, I mean, I'm, I've been married for 20 years, so I know nothing about it, but I can, I, I know I have two, two sons that are in their twenties. Um, and it's a different beast from what I remember. Everything is internet based. Everything is Snapchat, this, whatever, Tinder, that. What is a man to do? What, what is, what can he do? Give me three things in the top of your head that he can do to really fortify his chances to landing a really good woman. Cool. I'd say, first of all, have a very clear list of like what kind of partner you're looking for. Like very, get, get specific, like real as specific as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Like what things do you care about? What values do you care about? Um, like I'm talking, we like, how old are you? How old does she need to be in, re in re relation to you? Like, what, where's she from? What language does she speak? I mean, like, let's get, this, some of these things might sound obvious, but but I think the more specific you can get in terms of the values you and and values, character traits that you want in a partner. Okay, cool. And and saying just saying feminine is 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 good, but it's too vague. I think mm -hmm. for a lot of guys, like you might want you might say, I I'm looking for a woman who you know, who enjoys to cook, who, who enjoys cooking, like she gets joy from it. That's a bit more specific. Sure. Cool. So you can, because once you, you, you can't hit a target if you don't know what the hell the target even is. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a very, Makes very sense. specific, you know, bit of criteria in your head for you to, uh, to, to, to start going after it. Two, make yourself a man worthy of that criteria. Because you can LARP all day. <laughs> you could, you can, you know, the average man could sit there and whine and complain, oh, like, woe is me, I can't find this kind of woman, like, all the women aren't feminine enough, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, well, look, look at yourself in the mirror and, and honestly judge yourself. Like, I know I've had to do a lot of work on myself in my life to, 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 get date, to have dating success and to attract a certain type of woman that I'm looking for. I've had to make my, push myself in different ways again and again and again. And that ties back into what we said before about pushing your comfort zone like that. Um, and then the third thing I'd say is, is fish in the right pond because mm. yeah, you could, it's, it's easy to jump on like a dating app, like Tinder or something. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to find the love of your life on, on Tinder, to be honest. You're probably sure. not. Sure. Uh, you need to know, like be a, be a bit analy analytical about this. You know, if, if, for example, if I was living in America right now, where would I try to, where, where are places I would go to find like a wholesome, you know, girl, probably the Midwest somewhere, probably not New York, LA or Miami. I'm <laughs> probably going to like the Midwest, honestly, right. you mm -hmm. know? Um, yeah. That honest to God, that's what I would do. So to fish in a statistically better pond for the kinds of women you you're very, very clear about getting with. Awesome, man. Those are, those are great tips. Well, I got to tell you, man, it's been a great chat with you. Um, and wh where can people follow you on Instagram? Yeah, uh, Instagram is just my just my name at Sterling Cooper. Sterling is spelled S-T-I-R-L-I-N-G. Um, yeah, at Sterling Cooper, that's me. 
you'll find okay. my my account there i'm on youtube i give out a bunch of advice on youtube as well tons of like very very specific videos on yeah any any problems that you guys might have in the bedroom uh, like erectile dysfunction premature ejaculation those those kind of things i also talk about you know uh many of the things we talked about today like relationship dynamics and and becoming more a more passionate lover and how to channel that and and really some some practical tools and tips you can use in the bedroom specifically so tons of free advice there on my channel there again you just type in the name sterling cooper and i'll come up first uh, or i should at least be coming up first by now uh yeah and that's that's awesome. where you can get uh, more more tips from me yeah awesome man well i'll make sure that we drop that in the show notes make sure everybody links up to you uh on instagram and on youtube thank you very much for being on man thank you so Appreciate much Pleasure. You. pleasure